How's it going, everybody? You're listening to the Fretboard Confessional. My name is Cooper Greenberg. I'm here at Alamo Music Center in San Antonio, Texas. I got a little solo episode today. I hope that's all right. Um, Chris is out, and I figured I'd take the opportunity while I'm here, get some talking going on about the NAM show. Um, we went to the NAM show last month in April. It was my second NAM, so it was nice after last year. It was kind of a weird show, and this was still kind of a weird show. But, um, you know, I got to do a lot of cool things, a lot cooler things than last year. But in a way, I'm sure, you know, you've been watching every single video on YouTube as I do the same thing. Everybody's talking about how it was smaller and there's not as many brands there, but some of my favorite stuff was still there. So I want to talk a little bit about the experience and mostly about the guitars that we took home, the stuff that we got, stuff that I got to design custom-wise, and of course the food that I ate because that's what I was most concerned with. Um, I went with Patrick Marr, Joseph, Adriana, a bunch of folks here at the store, and I was representing the guitar side. So really for me this year, it came down to a lot of Taylor and Martin as per usual. Fender and Gibson were not there. Who's to say if they will be back at any point in the future? But I did have a very good time. There's plenty with Taylor and Martin. Um, so when we got there, um, first day of NAM for us, uh, Alamo Music Center and a lot of your other favorite independent music stores that are a little bit smaller. Um, we have the AIM meeting, which is the independent music stores. A lot of Yamaha stuff, um, Guild, Cordoba, you know, there's there's a certain set of vendors that really work with us. Um, independent music stores with some more exclusive products and just kind of different promotions. But we did the AIM meeting, got to see some new Yamaha stuff, which I will get into. But the same day, um, we went to the Catch event, which we've talked about at length on our YouTube channel. You'll be seeing some of these Catch guitars come through. But, um, you know, really, that is kind of the first kickoff thing for me that I was most excited for. The Catch event is held off-site from the NAM show, so it's not at the convention center or one of the hotels. But it is basically where Taylor gets to showcase all their most interesting ideas for custom guitars and we get to bid on them and win the chance to buy them and in the past you know last year we got one catch guitar it's always kind of hard to tell you know who's going to like these and trust our gut but this year we we went a little bit deeper so i'm going to talk to you a little bit about those first off the catch event has the best food at the nam show um last year i got my first taste of that paella and I was looking forward to it. It did not disappoint. We got paella. There's a little cheese plate action. Um, you know, some beef tenderloin. They, they really roll out the red carpet and make you feel special to trick you into buying all the nicest stuff, which we did. Um, and I'm not worried about that. It was worth it. And I want to talk to you about the three that we received first. These are the three that we bid on at the show that we got that exact guitar. Um, we ended up bidding on 10, and I believe we got 10. Actually, no, we bid on 11. There's only one that we missed out on. It was a very cool guitar, but I'm not going to lose sleep over it. So we got 10 good ones coming to us that you'll see over the next few months. Um, but the other seven that we bid on that we won, 
we did not get from the show, they will be built for us. So we'll be seeing those probably later on this year. Um, but today, the first three that we won from the actual show came in. So first off, there was a, uh, this was catch number six. If anybody has the gallery and you want to check out the ones that we got, you'll be seeing them on the website and on the YouTube channel. But catch number six was a Grand Auditorium with a torrified spruce top and East Indian rosewood back and sides. It was almost like kind of, you know, it's it's interesting with Taylor stuff because you can easily kind of draw similarities between some of their standard guitars. This one was no pick guard, but it's kind of like a nice torrified age top 800 or 900 series. They mix up the inlays and stuff, but it's a very nice, straightforward, warm, you know, the torrified Sitka give you that warmth. It's it's feels great, sounds great, and Indian rosewood back and sides. Really nice binding on this and inlay. And uh, I understand that me describing guitars is not the same as seeing them, but we will be rolling out all the stuff on social media and YouTube. So you'll be able to know which one I'm talking about. This is catch number six. Uh, the next one that we got from the show, I was really excited about at the show. It's a grand concert, 12 fret, Western striped red cedar top, beautiful cedar top, um, satin finish on this one. And it had the Honduran Rosewood, which is kind of Taylor's step up from the East Indian. I think that uh, Martin and Taylor are both kind of offering step ups. Martin goes heavy into the, it was the Madagascar, now they're going with Guatemalan. It has a look of its own, it has a sound of its own, but I like that they kind of have the upgraded, you know, premium Rosewood. So Taylor goes with the Honduran, and trust me, I'll get into Martin in a bit. But this one is a grand concert with a cutaway 12 fret satin finish cedar and Honduran rosewood. It's got Indian rosewood binding all over it. Really pretty rosette. Um, nice wood vine inlay. Um, wood on the rosette. It's a very wood forward guitar. So if you're one of those people that loves just letting the wood shine, it's a it's a fantastic, beautiful guitar. That was catch number 13. And uh, the last one that we got from the original batch was catch number 16. And I have all three of these in the studio with me right now um, that we've been photographing and looking at today. This one is my favorite of the uh, the first batch. So this one is another Grand Concert 12 fret. No cutaway on this one, um, but it's Sinker Redwood top, Sassafras back and sides. Insane figuring on the Sassafras. Insane striping and depth of color on the Sinker. It's... Uh, it's a true sinker fan's dream. It's got a uh, flame maple binding all over it. Really cool inlays on the fretboard. That's kind of a split diamond, um, and of course, Goto five tens. It's a really, really beautiful guitar. Would be fantastic for a finger picker. But uh, yeah, those three guitars of the ones that we would get from the show, um, I think I'm glad that we got these ones because the grain is just beautiful. And I know the grain is going to be good on the ones built to order. But uh, yeah, that sinker, our, uh, Robert, who's in the room with me right now, was taking pictures of it earlier. And Casey, our tech, saw it. He said it's some of the nicest sinker he's ever seen. So very excited about that one. I'm going to tell you about a couple other things, and then you know the rest you'll see as they come in. If anybody wants to know more about the full lineup that we got, feel free to you know give me a call, email me, call into the store. I want to talk about them. But a couple of really cool things. One... There was an Alcoa Master Grade, you know, top, back, and sides, all Master Grade that was 
one of the most insanely flamed guitars that I've ever seen. Um, and we did get that one. It's adorned with quite a bit of abalone, um, an, an inlay that I didn't quite recognize, but it's both abalone and koa. It's a very, very cool, and I'm excited to see that one. The other one that um, will kind of be exciting for the, the deep Taylor fans, um, everybody always kind of looks out for those eight-string baritones that they made. They've done some 300 series ones. They did one this year that is a 700 series, basically. So it's like a 726 Alcoa, same exact kind of outfit and adornments as the new 724 and 722, but it is an eight-string baritone uh, Grand Symphony with a Florentine cutaway. So when we saw that one, of course, everybody's excited about it, and I didn't quite want to limit us to just one, so we will be getting two of those, um, and I'm so excited to get those in the studio. I know that they're going to sell very fast, but if that sounds like something that you'd be interested in, let us know, because I can send you photos, or, you know, you'll see them on everywhere else, but it's a very cool, uh, very, very cool guitar. I'm sorry, we got I'm trying to keep my phone from making sound and everything vibrating, but that's cool. I'm looking at all the photos of everything that we got. And I'm just excited about it. So that was a catch event. There was an open bar. I'm not going to lie to you guys. We we got some old fashions and we ate a lot of paella and we just looked at beautiful guitars the whole time. There's a couple other things that we kind of got a sneak peek of that will be rolled out later this month um, that I don't want to break any rules by talking about, but some very cool and very new things for Taylor that I think people are going to enjoy. Um, yeah, we'll talk about those more and I can get with Chris on those and we can dive into what we think about them. But it wasn't just about the customs. It was about new products as well. And I think that Taylor is going to be making things that a lot of people will dig. So that was a catch event. A lot of food, a lot of drink, a lot of guitars. We went to the show the next day and it's chaos all over the place. You don't want to be in the drum section. I'm sorry if you're a drummer, but it's loud and it's upsetting. So I basically reserved myself to as much of the guitar and pro audio stuff as possible. Got to see some very cool new Guild and Cordoba stuff. I mean, the stage guitars from Cordoba. We've looked at them on the channel. They've been popular. So I was glad to see those and kind of see some of the new finishes that they're rolling out. Um, Guild, you know, it's the same way. I'm very excited about the new Guild American stuff. And um, I want to, you know, get into that because I think that Guild is kind of having a a moment right now, not to sound like too much of a Gen Zer when I say they're having a moment. But um, some of my favorite artists right now are playing Guilds. Uh, for one, there is a, uh, a band called Wise Blood, W-E-Y-E-S, Blood. Um, the singer-songwriter Natalie Maring fronts that band. She plays a Guild D40. It's I'm obsessed with that guitar right now. I think it sounds incredible. It's very, you know, her sound is very 70s, late 60s, and I think a lot of young players are looking for something a little different, so it was cool to see Guild kind of playing into that. Same with the electrics. You know, they got the Surfliners. The new Deluxes came out. Really, really nice people to be around, too. Um but that night, that I guess this was Thursday, we, I had my big meeting with Martin. And going from Martin at the show, which they were kind of the big, 
big brand for acoustic on the store. I mean, on the uh, the showroom floor because Taylor didn't even have a booth. They did all of their Nam business at the catch event, and then Andy Powers and Bob Taylor and some of the upper brass were at the show to kind of talk to people, but they didn't even display any guitars. There were no Nam Limiteds this year. What some of my favorite guitars from them last year were Nam Limiteds. We had the K62s and the um, you know, the sinker top stuff. None of that this year, which is fine. Uh, we got plenty at the catch event, but I was kind of bummed to see they didn't have a big display. However, Martin had a substantial showroom display, um, and some of the stuff in there I think will be a little polarizing for people. Um, many of you have seen the new Street Legend guitars, and I'm kind of curious to get those in and take a closer look at them. It's really hard to hear anything on the on the floor at NAMM, but um, yeah, I got to see them for the first time, and if you're familiar with Martin's Street Master series, as seen on like the 00015M Street Master, D15M, 0016 Street Master, it is a finish that is not necessarily relicking, but it's kind of this rubbed, uh, you know, distressed look. And I think that people have, they've found quite an audience for those, especially with the 16. Um, people fell in love with that guitar. But bringing it to the standard series, they have a D18 and D28 Street Legend, um, and they're a little bit different. And if you see the photos of them, um, they took... It's, I, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. They took images based on guitars in their museum, and they have printed them on um, a D18 and a D28 with a satin finish. So it gives you the appearance of relicking, of aging, of distressing, and it is not anything structural done to the guitar. So I will leave it at that. That was an interesting thing. We'll wait till we get them in the studio and shoot a full video on them, and then we will hear your thoughts. But that is one of the the main polarizing things that was at the show. They had a couple other new products on display. You know, they had the D42 Bitcoin. Everybody needs a Bitcoin guitar. I imagine that will be... <laughs> extremely popular um no but they had they had some nice stuff i am a fan of the non-street legend satin guitars we've already gone through our first round of those and we have more of them coming in but i do like what they have done with the satin and we've seen pretty much all the other guys kind of do the same thing gibson came out with the faded collection and um i I'm not trying to disparage one over the other, but I do appreciate that Martin did a full pour satin nitro that is very, very smooth. One of the biggest things, I'm not saying that the Gibson is not smooth or, you know, whatever, but it just felt the nicest of the satin finished guitars that I've played in a while. And I kind of appreciate, yes, it is a measure to get guitars out faster, maybe a little bit less expensive. But I think that Taylor has proven that, you know, people will pay a premium for high-end satin finished guitars. And these being nitro finish, I think that they're going to find a nice audience. So I did like those. I saw those. And of the new product that was released at NAMS, those were kind of some of my favorites. But then, of course, I get to go to the custom wall. And they do it a little bit different. Um, kind of the same idea. You know, you can bid on a 
select few. I think Taylor had like 30 or 40 guitars. Martin had maybe eight, maybe 10. Either way. So I will say that Martin's customs are a little bit more niche, if that makes any sense. With Taylor, it's like every single guitar is definitely geared towards greatest hits, super premium. And yes, the Martin ones are super premium. But they, um, I'm going to pull up some, some photos that I got here and walk through it. They had one guitar that I really fell in love with. It was a, a slot head, uh, you know, 12 fret, small body, all Koa that I definitely bid on. Uh, it was, again, extremely flamed Koa. And so with Martin, you bid on the guitars the same way. You might win them. Some of these are just one of one. So if you don't win that one from the show, you're not going to get it. However, the uh, the one that I liked best was probably that small body Koa. You don't see a ton of crazy, crazy Koa from, from Martin, so that was very cool. Another one was a double O 14 fret with Coca Bolo back and sides. That was one of one, but I had to at least throw our name in the ring for that one. Um, they had a VTS triple O. No, this is an OM. They had a VTS OM that was kind of 42 style um, that. I definitely bid on that was also one of one, but that was zero cote back and sides. Really, really pretty stuff from Martin. Um, I just I loved them. So with those, we bid on four. Uh, two of those were one of one. The other two, I said, if we don't win these ones, we definitely want to get them built. So we will see those when we see them. Um, but yeah, it was great. The best part about the Martin booth though is the wood picks. So they bring sets of wood and a build sheet that kind of has a list of options that only really work at the NAMM show. You get kind of special promotions, so I did do wood picks. And um, I chose Guatemalan, and I mentioned earlier that's kind of the premium option. You know, we had a, a custom from Martin a couple years back. Actually, I guess that was last year when we went to the factory. Um, that was Madagascar. They have an extreme shortage of Madagascar. They're not really using it anymore. I'm assuming hopefully supply gets back up. We'll see it again. But they've pivoted to the Guatemalan. And, um, you know, so I picked Guatemalan back in size for both of our customs. And I really wanted to do something a little different. So I did one that was Adirondack top, Guatemalan back in sides with the Golden Era bracing, quadruple O 12 fret. And I think that will be the first quadruple O 12 fret that we've seen in the store. Um, you know, the M36 is the quadruple O size, but this one, I kind of wanted to dig into that a little bit, see what the 12 frets like. I really love the 12 fret dreadnoughts. And I was up at Groon um, earlier this year in Nashville, and they had some beautiful 12 fret quadruple O's and triple O's. So I'd really like to get more into that. I'm excited for that one. It's It's pretty straight up specced after that kind of 28 style but i wanted to make it accessible more or less <laughs> um the next one that i did was a little fancier i did a guatemalan back and sides with italian alpine spruce in kind of a 41 42 style um the biggest thing that i wanted to kind of play with on that one was the rearward shifted bracing um i really like that feature and i think that it's underutilized a lot of people really push for the forward shifted, but the rearward shifting, I, I really kind of want to see what that would look like. We saw it with the D28 Rich Robinson earlier um, when they released that guitar last year, and uh, I think it has just a really special sound. So I wanted to do something that was a little more fancy, 
Um, I chose one of my favorite inlays for that headstock, which is the CFM block, but the golden era. So it's kind of a little more vintage style, but definitely a very luxurious guitar. I guarantee that we will not see either of those until well into 2024, but I think they're going to be worth the wait. If you're interested, I'm happy to show you the two sets of wood that we picked. Um, and not to mention, we did some wood picks at the factory that we've talked about before, but um, really nice wild grain rosewood, really nice koa, and I have all those picture sets as well. So if any of this stuff sounds interesting and you want to geek out about it with me, um, I'm happy to do that and show you all the wood because I think we picked some really nice sets. Um, but yeah, the Martin booth was awesome. I really love all those people. There's a guy named Jerry Lawler over there that um, we hung out with at the factory. It was great to see him. I got to see one of our um, our favorite guys, you know, that doesn't live near us but does a lot of very cool guitars with us. His name is Kari. I ran into him absolutely randomly at the Martin booth. So it was kind of like a nice homecoming at both of these events with Taylor and Martin. They they know how to make a guy feel special. Um, it was very cool. And then that night, we had the Martin dinner. And it was obviously no customs lying around. It was all getting into the food. So let me tell you, it was insane. There was a whole cheese charcuterie spread that just like blew my mind. Right when you walk in, you get a glass of wine, you walk through the cheese line, I mean, they had several types of blues. I'm a big blue cheese fan, so they got a couple blues to choose from, some triple cream brie. Um, just a fantastic way to enter a room straight into the cheese. And then, I mean, we're talking scallops. We're talking shrimp cocktail, all kinds of beef, um, some lamb chops. I saw Chris Martin himself walking around just palming a lamb chop, having a good time. Um, so yeah, the food there was amazing, and I also got to meet a guy, I don't know if anybody's up in Oklahoma, but if you've heard of Edmonds Music, there's a fellow there named Taylor, who was kind of their guitar guru, and uh, our Martin rep, Jim, put me in touch with Taylor, uh, we had our Martin meetings, kind of our, you know, rep meetings back to back, and he said, you gotta meet this guy, and you meet a lot of people at NAM, and all of them say, it's nice to see you again, even though you've never met before, because nobody remembers who they met the last show. I haven't met half these people, and they're like, oh man, how you been? It's good to see you. I have no idea. Um, so Taylor was my one planned uh, new friend play date, and we hung out at the catch event. We hung out at the Martin dinner, and this guy is an absolute wealth of knowledge. I learned quite a bit from him. He's going to help me kind of put together some very cool Martin Customs for our 95th anniversary next year. Um, so, yeah, very cool friend to have. Um, I would highly recommend if you are in the Tulsa area, go meet Taylor at Edmonds Music. I know they got a few different locations, but reach out. If you're up there, I want to give uh, them some support because they're very cool people. Um, but, yeah, the food at the Martin event, insane and from then, you know, I, I want to talk about a couple of things. Um, we do not carry bourgeois guitars or Eastman, but they had some fantastic instruments. Um, they had kind of a OM45 deluxe style that had Brazilian back and sides. It was a $100,000 guitar or $95,000 if we're being specific, but that was wild. Um, and then, you know, we shot a video yesterday in the store. I'm not quite sure when this is going to come out or when this video is going to come out, but 
talked about the FG9s and the FG9s from Yamaha, um, really one of the most interesting guitars that I've seen. And probably besides all the customs and everything, probably my favorite new release of the NAMM show. Um, I love the red labels, Yamaha, especially the Japanese made stuff and all the way down. I mean, for a $300 guitar, Yamaha oftentimes beats out everybody else. And then through the line in every price range, I think they make a very compelling option, but they have been missing a real premium, um, you know, something to compete with the high-end Martins, the high-end Taylors, and then even the the boutique or more boutique-esque stuff. Um, and they put out the FG9s this year. And Yamaha's booth, like I talked about in that video, um, it's everything. It's like on a floor in a ballroom all to itself. They got pianos and synths and pro audio, bass, electrics, acoustics, motorcycles. They don't have motorcycles, but they got a little bit of everything in there. And it's kind of hard to see product because it's not lit up very well in there. It's got mood lighting. You got a funk R&B band playing Michael McDonald hits, which actually did happen. They were dropping all kinds of good stuff. But uh, we walked the floor with our rep named John Scully, a uh, fantastic guy and definitely knows everything about all this Yamaha stuff. I mean, we got incredible presentations on everything. Um, but the one that was kind of set aside that they just had two guitars out on a wall of its own was the FG9. And these are their high-end premium acoustic guitars made in Japan, um, Adirondack spruce top. They have a mahogany version, which is the FG9M, and a rosewood version, FG9R. And I was told to my face at the show, oh, yeah, you won't see these for a while. I'm like, dude, come on. What, who do you think we are? We're Alamo Music, man. We got to get these for the videos. Um, and, of course, at the show, we already, some of our main people that always call us and ask us about stuff, we're like, when are you going to get the FG9s? So I... Really, really appreciate John. Um, he kind of pulled some strings, and we did get allocation pretty fast. Um, it's not going to be a huge production, uh, you know, number for the first year, I'm sure, but we did get a couple sent our way, and I just, I'm in love with these guitars. They are Dreadnought, as in FG, if you know FG 800, all throughout FG 5, all the way up the line. That's their Dreadnought style, and um, they are big body. They are meticulously made and very, very tastefully appointed. They have this kind of rope purfling and rosette, um, almost kind of mimics a herringbone, but it's a design of its own. They have a really nice, interesting little inlay on the heel cap with an FG. It's inlaid in maple, but they are understated, but you kind of feel and know just by looking at it. It's, it's a beautifully made guitar. And I got very excited about those. We already did sell the FG9R that we got in stock. I haven't seen the FG9M yet. Um, I think it's on its way to the store. But luckily, we'll see a few more of those this year and then hopefully go much deeper in them because it's going to be hard to kind of convince people to spend $4,000 on a Yamaha. I think a lot of people think they top out at a certain point and they've introduced something new but i think the way that they've done it and the product that they've made i'm very excited about um and i would love to see an fs version i think a lot of people would go for an fs9 some a little smaller but for now the 
beautiful Adirondack top um, FG9 R and N. They're really, really cool. So if you have a place near you that gets Yamaha guitars, if you're near us, um, I would highly recommend checking them out. I would put it toe-to-toe with a lot of different things. I think that um, something about Yamaha's Japanese-made guitars just kind of has a little special sauce. So very cool guitars. Um, I really enjoyed the NAMM show this year. Like I said, it was not the most... um, packed with all kinds of new products no fender no gibson and obviously there's a ton of smaller builders there um and it was fun kind of meeting people seeing those products they had a boutique guitar showcase where they had a panel talking about how our kids will never even know that headstocks existed because all guitars are going to be headless with no tuners fat chance um but yeah it was it was very cool to see a lot of nice people I met the uh, Armenian Piano Mafia. They were cool dudes. And, uh, you know, on the side, some cool stuff. If you are interested in learning how to play keyboard, there are some very cool new Yamaha products. Always fun to see Yamaha and Kawaii and all these, you know, non-guitar brands that we also like over here. Um, Not that Yamaha is not a guitar brand, but you know what I'm saying. The keyboards and the synths. I think the CK88 and the CK61, if you're looking for a stage piano, very cool. And I'm not trying to bog this down with all these new products, but I need to be able to word explode about my experience because it was a very fun time. And I'm looking forward to going back next year. And I think that, you know, like I said, we're kind of looking at some stuff for our 95th anniversary for next year. Some customs, some exclusives. And I think that I have a few ideas, one of which being, um, since our store was founded in 1929, I really like the idea of finding a historical design from 1929 and recreating it. Luckily for me, um, my favorite Martin style was created in 1929, the first OMs. So I think doing something to kind of pay tribute to that um, would be very cool, but obviously there were no tailors around in 1929. So uh, I think it'd be fun to kind of hear from y'all, hear what you guys think would be cool. What are some, you know, appointments and styles that you think are missing? Because there's always kind of room to expand upon what what these brands create. And I think for our store, we're just, we're kind of geeking out always about acoustics and electrics. So uh, I'd like to hear from y'all kind of what you think, what you like to see. If you're into Sinker Redwood, you know, let me know because I'm on a kick right now. And I think that if that's your thing, we'll have something very cool coming in soon that I'm excited to talk about. But uh, we'll save that for another episode. In the meantime, I appreciate you listening to me um, kind of gush about how cool Nam was. If you have the opportunity to go, I would recommend it. It's a fun time. But also, um, you can get a lot of the benefit by just going into your local music store that's kind of plugged in with those be it our store be it chicago music exchange edmund music um, because we all kind of get the same thing out of it and hopefully get some cool souvenirs to show you and hopefully pass on to you um, because everything that we got this year is something that i would want and i think that's the way it should be um, and hopefully when we do that it inspires these brands to 
make stuff with guitar players in mind and not just flashy for the sake of being flashy, but stuff for tone and for beauty and for kind of heirloom instruments, which they should be. But um, we will get into the new stuff that I can't quite talk about yet. We'll get into our next exclusives, Sneaker Peaker, um, Sinker Redwood, and um, all the stuff from Catch as it comes in, you'll see on our YouTube channel. Same with the Martin Customs, and it will be a very good time, and I'm excited to play them all for you. But in the meantime, this has been the Fretboard Confessional. My name is Cooper Greenberg. I will talk to you next time.